everyone, and welcome to the Covenant Eyes podcast. I am your host, Karen Potter, joined today by my co-host, Brandon Clark. How are you, Brandon? I'm doing great. How about you, Karen? Oh, I'm doing fine. Thank you so much. And uh, you're joining us from Florida today, which I'm a little jealous of. (laughs) (laughs) I am. I'm normally from Minnesota, so coming down here and getting some vitamin D is well needed, and uh, it's a lot of fun. (laughs) Good, good. Well, I'm so glad. We have a a great show today. I can't wait for you to introduce today's guest. Um, But before I do that, I just want to let all of our listeners know that it is super important that Uh, We hear back from you. We want to know how this show is impacting you. We love to get emails at our email address, which is podcast at covenanteyes.com. And you can also leave comments in our YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcasts. We just love to hear stories of victory and restoration and healing and how we can help and serve you, you know, topics that you want to hear, guests that you'd like to have on. Just make sure you uh, like our show and share our show because that's really how we get the word out and we get great resources like today's guest. um, You know, we can't wait to introduce her, but we want to make sure that people have access to her books and to her content. So we only do that when you share the podcast. So make sure you get out there and do that for us. Yeah, absolutely. So we're very excited, as you were mentioning about our guest today. Our topic is a very important one. It's a tough one, but it's so important that we talk about it. Intimate deception, healing the wounds of sexual betrayal. And there's really no one better to talk about this topic than Dr. Sherry Keffer, who is our guest today. She's a regular co-host of the nationally syndicated radio show, uh, radio talk show, New Life Live. And that has an audience of more than 2 million people each week. That's amazing and, and so wonderful. And for over 20 years, Dr. Sherry has worked as a doctor of marriage and family therapy in Newport Beach, California. Through her own personal story of recovery, Dr. Sherry understands the trauma symptoms often associated with sexual be- Trail, And she's also a certified partner trauma therapist supervisor, a certified clinical partner specialist, and a certified sex addiction therapist. And she's also the author of the award-winning book, Intimate Deception, Healing the Wounds of Sexual Betrayal, our talk for today. And so we'll be diving more into that. And one last thing, she's the founder of BraveOne.com, the Brave One community, and Bravery After Betrayal, It Takes Fierce Strength Retreat. So many wonderful things Dr. Sherry is doing, and we're so glad to have you on with us today. Oh, I'm so honored to be with you and Karen today. Dr. Sherry, today's topic is a tough one. So, I mean, it's definitely one that I think our listeners are really going to want to hear, but it, it is it is very emotional and it is a tough topic. So, You know, betrayal trauma is real, and it's something that a lot of us have experienced. Um, I know that through your story, you talk a little bit about your own experience in this area. Can you share a little bit of your story and what motivated you to write this amazing book, Intimate Deception? Yeah, I am. You know, folks ask me that, and, and this is so interesting because it's a story that I would have never thought I would share. It's one that I would say it's probably the greatest heartache of my life. And yet it's also been the greatest story of hope. 
so Connor and I were married and um, I, I fell in love with Connor. I, I, I did grow to love him really quickly. He, he was very charismatic, loving, funny, um, soft, beachy curls, and um, just, just really got along right away. But what I didn't know is that Connor had been struggling with a porn addiction and also had been struggling with sexually acting out for a number of years. I knew one thing I, he had, he had called a 900 number when we were dating and I didn't even know what that was um, back in the day. And it was a sex line. And so I talked to his brother and I said, what is this? You know, I was going to college at that point. I was at a Bible college and his brother said, honestly, he said, probably every guy on this campus has called a 900 number. So, and if, if not, they're lying. And, and so I, I said, okay, I guess it's pretty common. I talked to Connor about it. He said he was sorry. And I did what I thought I would do as I forgave him that day. Uh, cause I thought, you know, at all I need to do is look at my own life and I have got a rap sheet that I wouldn't want folks to know about, you know? So I thought, okay, um, I forgave him, but what I didn't know and what I didn't do was ask deeper questions to further understand how long he'd been struggling with porn. And in, in the term of our marriage, there was pornography, which opened up the door to affairs and prostitutes and um, ultimately and sadly ended our marriage in a divorce. But my story didn't end as a casualty just because our marriage did. I think out of that came this desire to help other people, to help other couples, to help partners, to help those that are caught up in sexual acting out because I didn't have a roadmap. I didn't know what to do. Um, I didn't know what to do with what Connor was doing. And we wandered so aimlessly for so long. And I just don't want that to happen anymore. So my book is a way that I can reach out to betrayed partners to help them heal. And in reaching out to them, I feel like I'm also reaching out to the one that they love that's sexually acting out in some way to help pull them out of the muck, mire and barbed wire of what they're entrapped in, uh, in this world of, of sexual deception. That's amazing how we can use our misery and it becomes our ministry. And so I just want to thank you, Dr. Sherry, for being bold and being courageous and, and vulnerable for sharing your story, because I think so many people need what you have to offer in this, in working through the the betrayal trauma, which is one of the things that you mentioned in your book. And, you know, I, I don't normally do this until later on in a podcast, but I just really think it's important now. If somebody is listening, there's a there's a spouse listening or another uh, situation has popped up where betrayal trauma has come into the picture. You know, what message would you have for that person listening right now about working through that betrayal trauma and how and, and just what they can do. Yeah. You know, I, I want to give them hope. If you're listening right now, whether you're listening as the person who's been sexually betrayed, because 
you know, sexual betrayal happens to both men and women. And um, I'm going to be talking probably from more of a female stance today because of my research and stuff. But I just want you to know you're in good company to even be here. And if you're somebody that's sexually acting out, let me just say this. I have seen couples I've seen people heal through this. It's possible to heal. You don't have to stay trapped in the acting out. And for those of you that have experienced sexual betrayal, let me say this to you. I I get it. I, I know your heartache. I have been there and I sit with thousands and thousands of women on a daily and weekly basis hearing your stories. And I want to invite you to not only listen, but come out of that, the dark of the corner of that shame that you're in because of the acting out. We, we, we don't reach out for help and we can't heal. We can't change this. We can't change our ministry. We can't change our home. Um, we can't change our lives. We can't change the acting out that's happening. We can't protect our families. We can't do any of that until we actually step into support. And, and that's why I'm here today is to open the door wide so that you can walk in it and um, hear what needs to happen to change your world and what's happening to you. Dr. Sherry, when you were telling your story, um, you know, it really struck me that, you know, women are often and I think you use this term like shell-shocked when they find out about their husband's behavior because, you know, often we don't know how bad it is. We don't know how, you know, how long it's been going on. We only see the surface effects. And so we're, we're really shell-shocked. I think that's a great way to put it. Um, and we begin to experience that betrayal trauma. Can you dive a little further into that for our listeners? And what does it look like in the day-to-day -day life? Because some of them might be experiencing that right now and it might help them to see where they're at in this journey. Yeah. Hey, hey, Karen, thanks for asking. So it's interesting when you look at the word trauma, it actually comes from the Greek meaning to wound or to hurt or to penetrate. And emotional traumas like sexual betrayal from, from porn or from sexually acting out in any way, they happen under the skin. They don't show up like a flesh wound that's caused by a gunshot or stabbing or something like that. And I think betrayed partners do their best to soldier through the pain. Um, yet we don't see that deeper tearing of their heart that happens because of sexual deception. Um, those, those wounds, right, they're invisible and, and they cause us to bleed out from the inside. When I did research with a hundred women, this is what was so shocking. And what I found is 76% of them had symptoms of post-traumatic stress. I'll never forget the call I got from one gentleman. He actually um, serves in the military and I thanked him for his service. And, but, but, you know, as quickly as I did that, he just said, I, I've got to talk to you. Um, I've really, really hurt my wife. And he said, I've struggled with acting out pornography um, for a number of years. And I've tried to stop so many times. He said, my wife has gotten so angry and hurt. The last time she found porn, you know, she asked me, are, are you still looking at porn? And I said, no. And 
I didn't want to hurt her. He says, I've, tr I've struggled because I've been on so many military expeditions and I've taken down so much bad. He said, this is the one thing for 20 years that I've not been able to take down. And, and she stayed with me through thick and thin. I, and I didn't want to hurt her. He said, so last week um, she found porn again and she came to me and was really upset. And he just said, you've got to help her. So I, he connected with me with her and she got on the phone. And when I started talking with her, I couldn't really understand what she was saying. Her voice was really raspy. And I asked her, I said, we may have a bad connection. And she said, no, Sherry. She said, when, when I found that my husband had been looking at porn again, I came to him and when he told me he had looked, I screamed and she said, I screamed, no. And she basically ruptured her vocal cords. And that was a story I've never forgotten because sexual betrayal causes traumatic impact in those of us. And it changes the way we see ourselves and how we live. There's a ton of grief. And this grief can leave a scar in our hearts because we ask ourselves, like, how did this happen? You know, wh why didn't I see this before? And um, then we wonder, who can we tell? We we're afraid to reach out to support. We're afraid of what people would think of us because of whatever the sexual act is. We're afraid of what they're gonna think about the one we're with. And we, we say, you know, we are like, can I even trust him or her again? Are our kids safe? That's a huge fear for so many. And then there's a lot of spiritual disillusionment. Like, where is God? Why isn't God helping me, helping this? And I felt all of these things with Connor. And it's, it's just a heartache because I think that so many couples and people are given either bad advice or no direction at all. And, and so these, you know, admissions can leak out like drips and drabs and they can leave a wife shell-shocked like grenades going off um, over and over again. I appreciate that explanation. I've, I've seen this play out in my own marriage, actually, and my wife and I have had to have some deep healing from the impacts. And the, the way she describes it is being in a foxhole with the person next to you and the person next to you throws a grenade and it goes off next to you like you would never expect it. And so what I think is interesting and maybe you could talk about is you know, there's a lot of focus on the porn use itself and overcoming the porn, which is something that we do with accountability at Covenant Eyes. But it seems like there's less conversations happening around the impact of that lying and deception, as I mentioned, that grenade going off with the person right next to you, because all of a sudden it can be just like, what just happened? We had no idea what happened. And the fact that that has been happening for years and years and years until it seemed like in our marriage, it just exploded at one point. Can you talk to that? So appreciate that, Brandon. You know, I um, was working with a Hebrew scholar. His name is Dr. Frank Seekins. And uh, we were talking about deception and lying. And I asked him, how, how is that kind of fettered out? And he told me that back in the day, um, the ancient Hebrew was written a lot like 
Chinese or Egyptian or Arabic. It was actually word pictures that were formed by adding a picture and sounds together in order to paint and illustrate the meaning of a word. Well, when it comes to the word betrayal, there's two ideas that come to mind. One is the word to rima, which means to betray. And the ancient Hebrew word picture for that is what comes from a person of chaos. Now think about it, Brandon, in your own life, right? When you're acting out and you're involved in porn, it, 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 basically puts chaos, not into your own personhood, but also into your, your family in your marriage. And then the other word is to deceive, which is bagad. And it means to hide, to cover, to deal unfaithfully with. And, and when it comes to porn use and sexually acting out, I used to think Brandon and Karen, that it was like denial, like maybe people didn't know what they were doing. But now that I'm a certified sex addiction therapist and I've worked with folks that, you know, are acting out in some way, um, compulsively sexually acting out, I've discovered that they're not in denial. They're actually in deception. They, they know what they're doing. And that act of being in the foxhole with someone who knowingly is going to look at porn is knowingly going to act out with others. Um, it, it's so harmful. And, um, and then another word picture comes from this. It's basically, um, like this person has constructed a virtual secret sexual basement underneath their family home. It's not a basement that, you know, many of us have that's brick and mortar and we go underground and, you know, have dinners or family gatherings down there. It's a virtual sexual space that's undetectable to family members. So it's like the husband comes home. He, you know, says, hey, honey, kisses his wife you know, uh, puts his books down, whatever, gives the kids a hug, goes through the front door. And the idea is like, okay, I'm home. We're safe. Everything's good. But later, you know, that husband goes down into his secret sexual basement and where he acts, acts out, right? Looks at porn, maybe goes to virtual sex chat rooms, uh, maybe looks at porn videos or cyber sex, whatever it is he's acting out without his wife's knowledge. And, and, and so he comes home and she has no idea. And that's where there's the violation. There wasn't consent. She doesn't know he's doing this. And it could include anything from pornography to affairs, to excessive time and money spent to affairs with coworkers and massage parlors, even babies born outside. And, and that's what happened in my marriage with Connor. There was a whole other world of sexual acting out that I was completely unaware of. I had known about the porn, but I had no idea that he was regularly acting out with prostitutes and that he had multiple affairs. In fact, that all happened during the time we were in four years of, of counseling. We were going to counseling three times a week and, you know, I was going, he was going, we were going as a couple, but that's the intimate deception, betrayal trauma, the trauma of the lying, the trauma of the, the deceit, because we had no idea. I had no idea that all this was going, 
going down and it was hurting me deeply. Dr. Sherry, it's really interesting that you talk about that deceit, because um, one of the things that, you know, at Covenant Eyes, we talk a lot about is that our, the, the software and the tools that we offer, you know, we're, we're trying to help people restore integrity. And integrity is kind of the, the opposite of deception, right? I mean, in some ways, it's, it's restoring trust and, and, you know, your word is, you know, you say something, you do it. Um, deception, though, when you experience that as a spouse, how does that impact other areas of your life? Because, gosh, if the person that you're you're closest to, you know, is is deceiving you in this way, it's got to create other issues in other spaces of your life. Is that true? And how does that how does that work its way out in our lives? Yeah. So, so true, Karen. You bring up a good point. You know, it's amazing how God gave us this very real thing called intuition. And God also gave us all a gut, a gut, you know, we have these gut instincts. Well, you know, when I think about my own intuition, and I think about my gut instincts, when somebody is lying, they're acting out in some way. And I have a sense in my gut, I have a gut instinct that something's going on, I may not know what's going on, but I just feel it in my body. And when I bring it to the one who's acting out, or I think is acting out and they lie, they dismiss, they blame, they might even do something called gaslighting. Gaslighting is when somebody strategically twists the truth in order to make you feel like something in you is wrong and bad in order to cover up their sexual acting out. It's, you know, lying and blame in deception is very common when somebody's acting out, they want to hide what they're doing. But when you bring it to that person and they say, no, I don't know what you're talking about, or, you know, you're just, you're always thinking that something's going on. I don't know what's wrong with you, right? Either, either those kind of things. What happens is it puts me in a dilemma. I can either trust the one that's standing in front of me that's saying, no, nothing's going on, or I can trust my gut and my gut instinct, my intuition. And so the gut is known as our second brain. <laughs> and we, we, it erodes our gut instincts. And pretty soon we don't even trust ourselves because we had to make a choice. Do I trust him or do I trust my gut? And that gaslighting is considered psychological abuse. It's another piece of the impact of betrayal trauma that hurts us deeply. And so, yes, we end up not trusting ourselves. We end up not trusting others. We end up not trusting men. I remember with Connor after um, I, I left the church, I mean, the first church I went to as a means of just trying to get reconnected with God and people I remember sitting there and there was a pastor that was up there. And I, I remember thinking in my mind, yeah, it's probably a porn addict. And then the deacon started, you know, passing the plate. And I was like, oh yeah, they probably struggle with porn. I mean, it, I was jacked up because I had been living in sexual betrayal and my trust was eroded. And yes, it hurt my heart. And it also hurt my mind and my ability to trust other people. You know, that's really interesting because I think a lot of times women, you know, we're walking wounded in the churches and I don't think that's addressed enough because often we paint on, you know, it's all okay because we don't want to show that woundedness. But 
in our pews every Sunday, you know, we're surrounded by women who are struggling in this way. And what I, you know, this is, you know, maybe you don't have a good answer to this, but what can the church do as a body to be more accepting and able to support women, the spouses specifically that are, are feeling this betrayal trauma and not getting the support that they need? Is there something churches should be doing? Yeah, you know what? I am very passionate about that because I think the church is often the first place like people go in order to get help. Um, you know, I in, actually sent out an email to 7,000 betrayed partners to ask them that question, uh, to say, hey, um, what is happening on the street with you as you've reached out in the church to get support? Tell me just what has helped and, and what has hurt, because I really wanted to get a better idea. And let me first say what doesn't help, and then I'll tell you what does help, because I got people that shared both things. So what doesn't help is when they go to a church leader or a lay leader, and the lay leader or the pastor doesn't believe them. They might say, well, you know, how do you know? Uh, how do you know that he's looking at porn and begin to kind of interrogate. And it's okay to ask that question, but it just seems to be leaning to protect the one who's acting out. And then they might say things like this. Well, you know, um, Hey, how is things with the kids? Have you been focusing in on your kids too much? Um, or I've had women say that pastors have said that, you know, all men are hardwired to look at a pretty woman. I mean, it's what we do. Now, when she's coming in walking wounded, like you said, Karen, because she's experiencing the impact of porn, that is hurtful. Um, some of them have said, well, you know, maybe you guys just need to start going on more dates or buy some new lingerie or, and some of them sadly do nothing. They come in, they share, and then nothing happens up. Uh, you know, nothing happens after that. And one woman was telling me she went to tell uh, a pastor and the first place she went with her was you've got to forgive him. It's a sin not to forgive. Now, these things don't help. In fact, what can happen with really well-meaning um, folks that are out there, pastors and clergy, lay people, counselors, is when we don't take that woman's word seriously, that is there's a problem in the home of sexual acting out pornography or any other of the things we've talked about today, and they minimize it, what can happen is they can unknowingly collude with deception. I wanna say that again, because I think that person is being so brave to come and bring their story, but when that person who's on the front line doesn't take it seriously, doesn't follow up, doesn't find out more, doesn't require that that couple get into care and treatment, doesn't decide that it's a big problem and we need to have maybe support groups, what happens is deception just rains. It rains in our churches. It rains in our families. And there are walking wounded, there are kiddos, there's, there's children that are finding porn on their dad's computers. 
their dad's devices. There are kids that are just walking wounded because parents are fighting and they don't understand why. And we need to, to be we need to intervene. We need to help and not walk away from it. And sadly, I mean, Connor was a pastor and the numbers of pastors that are struggling in sexually acting out is huge. And I think in some ways it might be why some of the churches are blocked in getting the care they need because, oh my goodness, you know, it's hard to call people up and call them into integrity when you know, the, the pastor himself is struggling with it. So again, um, we have an enemy that's alive and well. Um, and he is the, the father of lies. Um, Satan is, is known as, is the evil one, right? And the father, of the bottomless pit. And I feel like when our churches are not taking this seriously, um, there is a whole level of ground that we give to an enemy that would love to keep us walking wounded today, tomorrow, and in the days to come. You know, Dr. Sherry, we have just a couple minutes left here, and I do want to make sure that we get to a couple of things. The first is that you have a special opportunity for our listeners today to dive further into this, and specifically for women who have experienced sexual betrayal. The other thing is that there's an important conference coming up called the Restoring Hearts Conference, Saturday, May 14th. So can you just speak to these two things for us and for our listeners? Oh, I appreciate it, Brandon. Yeah. So first off, um, if you've been listening to me today and to us, right, Brandon, Karen, this conversation, I would like to invite you, if you're a woman and you're a betrayed partner and you'd like to have some support, care, love, and get it factor as far as someone understanding what's going on. Um, a couple of years ago, I opened up, actually, it was at the beginning of the pandemic. I opened up a community. It's called the Brave One Community. And I actually provide a roadmap for you to heal. And I provide a roadmap of what's needed for you to help the one who's acting out get out of, as I mentioned before, their um, get out of this self-deception, get out of the acting out in the porn. And I just don't want you to wander like I did for so long. And I'd like to offer you a free month in my community. And if you'd like to come in for a free month, um, just go to braveone.com forward slash covenant. That's B-R-A-V-E-O-N-E dot com forward slash and the word covenant, C-O-V-E-N-A-N-T. And then you're going to go to this page. And then all you need to do is put the word covenant again, um, C-O-V-E-N-A-N-T in the coupon box at the checkout. And, and that way um, I can get to know you. I can spend time with you. I do a lot of teaching and healing and we've got coaches and support in there. So, and then, um, and there's a little free thing that when you, when you actually sign up, um, you'll get some great tips on what to do with sexual betrayal, but I'm going to be boots on the ground. I'm going to be live at the Restoring Hearts Conference um, Saturday, May 14th. Um, I'm going to be talking about healing the trauma trifecta at the conference. And I'm going to be looking at betrayal trauma. I'm going to be looking at how we've been impacted because of the pandemic on top of betrayal trauma, and then looking at how that interplays with our own personal trauma, um, 
family of origin or trauma um, in addition, maybe as an adult, you experience some trauma. So I'm going to be layering all that together and giving you very practical tools for how you can heal. It's in Washington. If you'd like to get more uh, information about it, just go to restoringheartsconference.org. It's R-E-S-T-O-R-I-N-G, hearts, H-E-R-T-S, conference, the word conference, C-O-N-F-E-R-E-N-C-E.org. And you'll get a ton of more information on it. I'd love to see you there. As someone that's been to that conference, and I've actually witnessed you up on stage, it is an amazing event. The women there, the community that is formed at that event it is powerful. So I would definitely encourage our listeners to check out all of the resources. They will be in the show notes and also register to attend this conference. If you want to get connected with women who are in the trenches with you, some are further ahead on the journey and some are just getting started, but as a community, we are stronger together. And I would just encourage you to be there. It is a great event. I, I do wanna just reiterate to all of our listeners, you know, one of the things I, I think is really common is that we talk a lot about the struggler, the person that is struggling with the pornography or sex addiction, but oftentimes we forget about the spouse. And I, I want to let the listeners know, you know, there are resources, there are, um, places that you can get the tools and the support that you need and your recovery is just as important as the person that is struggling with pornography addiction or other sexual traumas um, that they may be experiencing. It is just so important. Um, is there anything that you want to just in final closing statements, uh, Dr. Sherry, to share with the listeners as a point of reference or maybe an encouraging word to end on? Yeah, come hither. Come hither, come in, and um, as Karen just said, uh, I, I welcome you. I welcome you to do your own work. I think so many of us get stuck in the idea that we want the one who's acting out to, to figure out what they need to do to stop doing what they're doing, the thing that's hurting us. But what we don't know is that we need to heal from the betrayal trauma. And I liken it to uh, going into an emergency room and we've got to get on a gurney and allow some safe and loving other people to help bind our wounds, to help us heal the betrayal. I didn't have that um, early on. And I think that's what kept me a walking wounded for so long, but it's here. Like Karen said, and Brandon, y'all are just, I love that you fact, the fact that you guys have done this because we, I want to cast a net out to say, you don't have to stay stuck on either end of the spectrum. There is so much help. And I want to help direct you um, right today. Don't wait. Um, we, there'll be no shame, no judgment, love and acceptance as we're helping you figure out what you need to heal and restore your home back to a place of integrity and safety. Dr. Sherry, thanks so much for being on with us today. Thank you for sharing not only your story, but just the, the book and how we can through braveone.com, the Brave One community, everything that you've talked about, be able to help those who are experiencing betrayal trauma. Well, thank you. And I love what you guys are doing at Covenant Eyes. I have, um, I continue to herald um, that as a great resource to help people in, you know, safeguarding themselves and their home. 
Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And if you are enjoying this conversation, maybe it's your first time, maybe you've been listening for a while now, please continue to spread the word because conversations like this one, they get out through you. So spread the word, leave us a review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that we can continue to grow, not just for our sake, but to be able to help so many people out there who are in need of messages like Dr. Sherry Keffer shared today. You can also drop us a note and, and provide some feedback for us, maybe a follow-up topic you'd like to listen to by emailing us at podcast at covenanteyes.com. That's podcast at covenanteyes.com. All right. And from all of us at Covenant Eyes, we want to thank you for being here today and we'll see you next time. Have a great day. Bye.